Hello darling lean girls and a big welcome to the Lean Girl podcast your place for motivation and mindset mastery on your fitness and fat loss journey. We are a couple weeks into the last part of the year and it is so easy to slip into the screw it mentality. That all or nothing mindset that says if we can't be perfect because there are going to be festivities, they're going to be indulgences, then you know what? This is going to be a two to three week all. So that's where it is go time and every single um, opportunity that you get, you basically are eating yourself into a food coma not a lovely place to be. So how do we go into the festive season having a little bit more balance, even though we know things are not going to be in inverted commas perfect and we may be indulging a little bit more than usual, but how do we actually indulge in a way that's firstly enjoyable and secondly not flip that little switch that happens in our head that actually has us walking into January on the back foot. Because for a lot of us listening to this podcast, we have fat loss goals and perhaps there are a couple of kilos that we want to lose. Now we're going to head into January with an extra couple kilos, which we certainly don't want. So how do we go about not going into that old bad habit of saying, you know what, screw it. I'm going to be so good in January, so I'm going to be super bad now. And so I have Gilan Gork in the house today, bringing his mindset and motivation tools into the mix. And we are going to apply it to this mindset that I know that we can even relate to when it comes to the weekends, right? We can still, I, I know that I'm like giving Gilan secrets here. I'm like, I know that you can also slip into the <laughs> <laughs> screw it mentality, but I think that we all can. And I think that this applies to the weekends. It can apply to just a period in your life and of course to the festive season as well. Yeah, I guess it, for me, I relate to it in terms of like the small moments, the small little decisions. Instead of being like, screw it, this whole holiday, I'm going to... My experience of it is that, um, is, is, is that I, when I say screw it in like a little moment, then the next little moment, I'm more likely to say screw it as well. So it like becomes like a bad habit of just giving in to my cravings. Mm. But I think, do you know what feeds into that is um, I often say when you feel like a blob, you act like a blob. And so now I'm already not feeling good. So I'm just going to have more and I'm just going to have more. And I think that's what we're going to get into. How, at what point do we realize that more is still not going to make, if the third piece of chocolate didn't make you feel good, do you think the fourth one has suddenly got this magic ingredient that's going to fix everything? Yeah. And if I look back to a lot of the festive seasons, um, yeah, I, I think I can proudly say in the, in the past three or four years, um, I've worked a lot on this, but I used to be arriving at some kind of festive feast, sometimes having restricted so I now was actually so hungry and then I would get there and I would be eating like it was my job like I was being paid to eat as much <laughs> as possible and there was absolutely no restraint and I must say I don't think there was I was even mindfully enjoying the food it was almost like I was trying to get something out of it and more was just more and I would eat like not even the things that looked that appealing to me it was just 
you know, I would eat until I basically could not pop another little chocolate ball into my mouth. And then of course there would be feelings of guilt and feeling terrible. And when you're not feeling good about yourself, especially if you have that old mind, um, old way of thinking to be like, oh, well, food is actually something that makes me feel good. So then we go the next meal and we do the same thing. Or then it's some more alcohol. And then it's a more, we always craving these things outside, outside of ourselves. And I think a huge shift for me has been able to go into a festive celebration have a look at all the wonderful food, choose the things that really look good to me. And what I've started to realize is that feeling good um, is actually more important to me. And being able to enjoy food and enjoy all of the indulgences and stop at a point where I feel comfortably full, I'm satisfied, I've enjoyed lovely things that maybe are high calorie or whatever, like that is actually a much better place to be versus sitting there and getting so uncomfortably full, like basically moving yourself into a food coma um, and then you feel guilty on top of it. It's, it's tricky because a lot of people will engage in this undesirable uh, behavior but it's because they believe that it will make them feel good. Correct. So the assumption um, that uh, you know uh, people actually are doing it, knowing that they, knowing that they're going to feel bad, um, the, somewhere in the back of their mind, there is the, the knowledge that okay, like I might regret this. But in the moment, the draw towards mm. pleasure mm. Uh, is is so strong and this of course is what can make us go just oh fuck it because i just i so badly want that pleasure and um and so this is what we're this is what we're up against um everything we do in life everything is because we feel that it's going to make us feel good or that we're going to have some kind of happiness and we're all looking for unconditional everlasting happiness i mean some people even will have a miserable life because they think in the afterlife it's, they're, they're then going to be happy. So we land up, uh, uh, all of our actions and decisions and behaviors are because we're looking for some kind of, of happiness. But unfortunately, um, if, you know, if you really look back and examine all the patterns in, in our lives, I know this is true of my life, I know of yours and, and everybody listening, if you just think back and say to yourself, wow, did it, did Anything in my past that I attained or achieved give me unconditional forever lasting happiness? Mm. And well, the this, answer is no. no. This goes back to our very first episode where we were talking about reaching a number on the scale and how there is this illusion that suddenly once I hit that number, I'm going to be happy. Yes. And that goes for the festive food. We think, okay, if I just have one more this, one more that, we're going to now suddenly feel like it's enough. Exactly. So somewhere in the background, we know there's that faint little voice that's saying like, you will probably regret this. But the voice that's really at the fore this, or this feeling is no, when I have this, I'll feel just happy enough to then stop. Mm. But that's not, that's not how it works, right? I know that when I eat chocolate, and I love chocolate, so this is a good example for me, maybe not a good example if somebody listening to this doesn't enjoy he chocolate. He loves a good top deck. But if, if I've got that top deck chocolate in front of me, I just think to myself, I'm just going to have this piece, and after this piece, I'll feel satiated, I'll feel happy enough to then exercise self-control. The amount of um, happiness that it gives me is probably less than 10 seconds after, after the last little bit of chocolate goes down mm -hmm. my throat and is no longer in my mouth. And because I enjoy that so much, suddenly I'm craving the next, the next one. And it's that craving that makes me unhappy 
and I think that I'll be happy when I have that next one. And before I know it, I've eaten an entire slab. So in, in each one, I'm like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm just going to have one more, one more, one more, one more. So, but the, in the back of my head, the, the, what, what I've found to be really helpful for me is to bring that voice that's in the background, that faint voice, and to really practice bringing that into the foreground, mm. knowing that really my, uh, by saying screw it, I will be, um, let me just quench this thirst now. Really what that behavior itself is doing is like trying to quench our thirst by drinking salt water. Every single gulp, you know, a nice cold glass of salt water, well, maybe for a brief moment, it feels refreshing, but very quickly we're even thirstier than we were before. Mm. So the, the technique, for lack of a better term here, is mindfulness. It's observing when a sense of craving comes in and really t bringing that voice from the background uh, to remind ourselves that everything that has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. Mm. And that means that not only will any craving that you're feeling that has arisen pass away, but it also means that if you act on that craving, even the pleasure that you get will arise and quicker than you'd like, it will also pass away. Mm. So if you knew that, everything was temporary. Um, like, would you really take that action knowing that the pleasure it's going to give you is so fleeting? And I think it's just a good thing to be mindful of. Mm. So that's the practice is really just the, the mindfulness of it. I love that analogy of the salt water because I can just imagine that. And, um, you know, again, going back to our festive festive table and thinking, okay, just a little bit more, having just another helping, just another helping. And, and actually from the point where you were already satisfied and you were already feeling comfortably full, you're not getting anything more. And I think that realizing that that is just, it's, it's sabotage, you know, at the end of the day. And what I also love to remind myself of is that food's number one purpose is to nourish our bodies. And of course, there are many other reasons that we eat. We eat for enjoyment. We eat for pleasure. We eat for all of that. And sometimes when you are satisfied, you are full, that is your body's signal of saying, okay, like now let's direct our focus onto something else. And I think it's in that little moment, because I definitely know from experience, if you have been someone who has had a binge eating history that it is almost like it's a switch that gets flipped and then it is just you almost like don't even see you just go 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 and I think the key is in that moment to be able to pause and as you've said say you know ask yourself is this a salt water moment that I'm having here is more really going to do anything more for me mm. um and so, yeah, I really, really love that. Yeah. And, you know, we've got different uh, contexts in our lives um, where we have some, you know, we crave things sometimes more or less than others. And it's really helpful to practice this on the small things mm. so that when the bigger things come along, uh, that it doesn't seem so, so daunting. And so the small things is just very um, uh, subtle observation of like even your own thoughts, like are you having the same thoughts now than you did 10 seconds ago? Probably they're different thoughts. Mm. And so if we just start to notice how thoughts come and go, and just every once in a while, you know, set a reminder on your phone. This is what I tell a lot of the people who I work with. Set a reminder on, on your phone to just have a mindful moment and to notice how whatever you're thinking and feeling in this moment was different to an hour ago. Mm. So 
thoughts, emotions, also just understand that emotions also pass through us like, like weather patterns. Mm. So we can notice that as well. It's like an urge. It's basically like an urge that you get. And often if you are, if you can just distract yourself for a short amount of time where you now, I'm not going to act on this urge right now to go and overeat or eat another portion or go and get that chocolate out the fridge that I already feel like I've had enough of. Um, if you get a bit, give it a bit of time, sometimes just that pause and before you know it, it just feels so yeah, much and so lighter. I'll add, I'll add to that because we've spoken, you know, in terms of just being mindful of our thoughts and emotions and how they change. And then a really great time to actually anchor this practice is when you are feeling a craving for something. And just notice how, when you don't act on that craving, try and see if you can become um, aware of the moment that that craving actually dissipates. Mm. And what you'll probably find, which I know this is true and I practice this, is that the moment it, it goes away, you just feel like the sense of relief, like you've just suddenly been let go out of the grip of something. Mm. And there's a great sense of contentment and inner peace that comes with having no craving. A, a, a far deeper one that is far, not only healthier, but just when, uh, when we experience this more and more in our lives, we feel a sense of freedom and liberation and contentment and inner peace. I don't have to that go acting with on every... the cravings, the, the satisfaction that we get from acting on the craving um, is so fleeting before suddenly we're craving again. Mm. And it's nowhere near as deep and powerful as the satisfaction that we get the moment we're out of the grips of that, of, of that craving from not acting on it. Mm. So just notice the next time you're craving, you're craving something. Before you go screw it, take a little bit of time and just notice the moment that craving dissipates and how good that feels. And if you did, for example, eat that piece of chocolate or you had that mince pie or you, and uh, because you had the craving for it and you thought to myself, oh, when I have one, then I'll be happy. Okay, so notice, you've eaten it. Notice the moment where you're feeling, ah, oh, that feels great. I'm enjoying it while you're eating it. And then see if you can notice how quickly that craving then comes back again. Mm. Don't try and induce the craving purposefully for yes. this, but it will, it will probably come back again. Yes. And then remind yourself, ah, you see, um, these cravings will come and go. And in fact, uh, uh, acting on them doesn't make them go away. Mm. So, now you, so what we're doing is we're turning our experience into an immersive laboratory, you know, like the lab of your life where you can just experiment and play around with this because it's one thing conceptually to know this because Gilan and Angie said it on a podcast. But when you actually experience this, you turn your knowing from a conceptual intellectual knowing to a felt experience of this. Mm. And that's always more powerful when you really know that um, screw it, I'm just going to go into it is not going to actually make it go away. Mm. And there are just two things that, I, that I'd love to add to this is, firstly, we are certainly not saying don't indulge this festive season. You know, it's all about this is the time of the year where, which we'll discuss in our next episode, where sometimes it is perfectly fine. Take a break from, you know, striving for that calorie deficit. Enjoy a phase of maintenance. Enjoy all of the indulgent food and move your focus toward having fun with your family and your friends and being festive. So it's certainly not about restriction either, but it's about finding that beautiful middle balance in between by indulging, but in a way that makes you feel good. 
Um, and the second thing that I wanted to, to note is we had discussed around social media and I think that it's such a good example and one that we can all relate to of us just having that craving to pick up your phone, to look at social media. And I think that there's so many correlations between this and that craving for, you know, food. It's like that little hit that we're trying to get. And so maybe that would actually be a nice way of practicing, um, in a context that's not food related mm. is how many times a day and I'll put my hand up here that you can't see you won't see it but guilty as charged you know let me just look at what's happening on social media let you know and before you know it two hours are gone and you've been on TikTok watching you know monkey videos um you're thinking to yourself oh when I just see one more interesting thing then I'll wait. then I'll put my phone down yeah we're just scrolling and we're like, oh that was interesting but not interesting enough let me look for something really interesting and then the two hours goes by and we just keep thinking that I'll be satiated. My craving will go away when this kind of content comes up or when something comes up that makes me feel uh, satiated. And it never does. It never does. And you get to the end of those two hours and how do you feel? You feel yuck. You're like, oh, I just wasted so much of my time. Yeah, that's um, the salt water. It's that's, the salt water. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that that's a nice little um, mm. technique. That's a great context to practice it. A great context yeah. because we all have smartphones that walk around yeah. with us all day and we're all so susceptible to, exactly. to that. So and, I, and when you do give in to the craving in any context, again, just practice kindness to yourself yes, yes, and instead yes. of saying oh well now i did this then, then you go and before you know it you so you're trying to come you're totally yourself. unmindful <laughs> the the trick is then become even more mindful so just become so the minute you go into it then notice how it may feel good in the moment or maybe or maybe not but then notice how short-lived that is and again you're just you're just practicing experiencing how everything is short-lived cravings are short-lived the pleasure of acting on the craving is short-lived. The only thing that is stable, long-lasting, unconditional is our ability to um, let go of these things and rest in a place where, we don't, where we're not um, requiring anything outside of ourselves to make us feel good inside. Because that's mm. really where the craving comes. Mm. It comes from seeking. And I think that that's a great nuance and reminder to be kind when you catch yourself because mm. I find as soon as I berate myself or I feel guilty about it, I actually, it does almost perpetuate the cycle. But when I think, geez, Ant, well done, you caught yourself there. You know, mm. it's a different, it's a different feeling tone, which I think is then encourages you to catch yourself more and become more mindful versus now now it's a guilt shame storm you know which we definitely don't want so i really love that and i i think that that is going to be a very helpful way to not let us flip that switch into you know go time on the desserts to be able to enjoy ourselves with more balance over the festive season okay. and so yeah thank you so, so and fr from a practical perspective i think that that's really practical as well so noticing and noticing those cravings and yeah. seeing how long they last? Non-judgmental awareness. Non that is the technique that we're saying. If yes. you just observe, then you will know to be true that everything that arises has the nature to pass away. Mm. And, and just observing that um, will help you to make the right decision. And I, and I bet after enough observing, you'll just become bored with that game of chasing after whatever the craving is uh, pointing you to, to try and feel okay inside. And uh, that natural balance will just uh, start to emerge. Mm. 
And I think you'll also be walking into January feeling a lot more confident and a lot more in control and a lot more calm and less triggered and just jumping all over the place looking for these quick wins to satisfy those cravings. And so I really hope that this is going to give you a beautiful new perspective shift heading into the festive, indulgent, fun season. And our next episode, we are going to be covering similar, but actually the opposite to this. So you may be feeling like you've made some progress over the past couple of months. You've maybe ha like had some fast, fat loss results and you could be going into the festive season feeling geez, I don't want to go out of my deficit. I want to continue making this progress or have a lot of fear around maybe gaining fat back or losing progress. And so we want to talk about that mindset too, which I know is a very common one, especially if you have been working really hard. Um, there can be fear around that. So how do we go into the festive season once again, looking for this beautiful place of balance where we can enjoy ourselves, indulge and be have peace of mind that we aren't going to be losing our progress. So I really hope that you enjoyed this one thank you babe for your lovely contribution here and um, we look forward to our next podcast and please do not forget to share this episode comment down below if you enjoyed it if you feel like it gave you an extra tool in your toolbox we love to hear from you and it really helps the podcast if you show us some love as well and share it to all of your friends who are also on a fat loss or fitness journey thank you so much for tuning in we will see you here next week for the very last episode of 2023 Thank you.